Thank you. Good afternoon. It is October 9th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Willie Wilson, co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? People may have missed it over the weekend because lots of football. Everyone gets distracted by football, but there was an amazing athletic feat that occurred. The world record for marathon was broken. Calvin Kipton, blazing speed, blazing speed, clocks in at two hours, 35 seconds. That is getting pretty close to bake, to breaking the, uh, the, the two hour mark. So pretty impressive there. He beat the previous mark by 34 seconds. I'm not really plugged in on world records for the marathon, but I don't think that you're beating guys by 30 seconds. You just, you know, every day here. And just if you're, you know, you're kind of having a, a tough time of, okay, marathon, I don't know. Like, yeah, it takes a long time. How is that? That comes to four minutes and 30 seconds and change per mile, every mile for 26 miles. Rinse, repeat. Just just do it again. Just lock in the pace and just keep going. It, it doesn't matter. You're You're in a meditation mode at that point. You don't know how to. Go any faster or go any slower. You just go at that pace. It's an incredible focus and training and physical accomplishment. These are like, like how, how fast can it actually get? Like at some point we have to hit a limit or do we always just manage to get faster and improve on this? These are sort of feats that you don't, you aren't supposed to shave this sort of time. You should shave seconds, half of a second, point, whatever of a second. Impressive. Uh, nonetheless, I, I, I don't really have a whole lot of other takes other than that. I mean, it, it, how, what, what else? What how else do you long, say? How long do you think you could run that pace for? One lap, two laps. I mean, maybe one. Not I, one would be challenging, right? In, in, in my current state, and, and, in current age and shape I'm in, yes, absolutely. One lap would be challenging. Two hundred meters would be challenging, and, and you know, honestly, I think I'd pull a hammy just thinking about it. Like that, I could feel. I can feel myself because I'm using blocks if I'm only running a lap. You know, it's a, it's a complete joke in comparison to a marathoner. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it would be challenging. I, I'm not very thrilled. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm throwing. I'm throwing. I'm not trying to throw you under under the bus or anything. Just more of you have had some uh, race training, you know, in in your history, and so it's not like you're somebody that has no idea what's going on here. I think it's just a, a helpful reminder of all right. This is the world record and this is in running and you're able to break it down into okay you know four four to five minute mile let me just say like a five minute mile and like who off the couch can run a you know five minute mile nobody unless you're like an absolute elite athlete so it's like all right when you break it down of this guy did this for 26 plus miles you couldn't even do it for a lap or two laps and just now, when you compare it to other sports, when you look, hey, you know what? Maybe I could be out there on the football field. Like, oh, you know what? I think I might be able to score in an NBA game. You're not even close. You're not even a little bit close to these guys. I mean, it's it's just an incredible physical feat. But that's that's kind of what we like at these sort of events. And that's why, you know, like the Olympics are cool. And that's why the announcement of hearing a potential addition of some sports in 2018 for the Los Angeles Olympics that, that are are as exciting. I'm I'm kind of into this. We got cricket, flag football, lacrosse, squash, baseball, softball. I, I mean, is there really a is there really an argument for having less sports into this event at all? I mean, if we could just kind of pro everything, right? Are we are we losing out on some as well? I think there's always just a a healthy 
adding and subtracting, especially with the with with the home team or you know the home country. I can't imagine there's any other country that's saying, "Hey, yes, we should have football of any kind." So, just every every time, you know, whatever the the, the home country adds a little bit of of their flavor to it. So I think it's pretty cool. Uh, specifically the lacrosse and the and, and the flag football. Uh, I saw Tyreek Hill tweeting out saying, "Hey, football guys, like let's get together." It, it's just interesting because there are a lot of sports, you, you, swimming, uh, archery, just the Olympic sports, uh, gymnastics. Then you have the, the sports that are both like basketball. Like growing up, you knew, like, hey, if I'm really good, like I'll make it to the NBA. And then on top of that bonus, like I could play in the Olympics. I could play for my country. If you're playing football in America, this was never even even close to being on the table. That at one point you, it's like, hey, I'm gonna be able to have you know. USA on uh, on my chest and go go against other countries. So I'll definitely be uh, very interested to see if that is included. Just who who do we get? Uh, is it there is a lot of interest and we are getting the premier guys like we do for the NBA, or is it nope the the elite guys they have just went through you know a whole season they want no part of in the summer of extra work and it's going to be a bunch of uh, college guys or maybe a little closer to uh, some of the three on three. Where if you're plugged into college, you recognize the names, but if you are an NBA guy, you you these guys, you know, mean mean nothing to you. I would be shocked if the NFL was so open to the idea of having guys that get hurt frequently and are very unreliable with their contract guarantees and all that, et cetera. Would would be interested in that? Hey guys, we're gonna go play other games that don't mean anything towards our franchise. But it is flag. So for sure, there could be non-contact, you know, that, that'd that be terrible. But I think with it being flag football, it's much closer to basketball where always, you know, the Paul George injury for the Olympics, you know, that was terrible. Oh, there's always a possibility. But I think the chances of injury are much more reduced with it being flag and not full contact. I don't think we'll get any NFL players, active NFL players. Do you, you think that? players won't be interested or you think where basketball the players run things a little more it'll be the nfl will come down and have some sort of mandate that says if you are under contract you are not allowed to go play in the olympics you know or you'll be you know you, you could you could lose your contract well, like i don't know if you're jonathan taylor can i is can i go play for that team if i, if I can't play for this team because that that situation sounds a little bit more likely where there's these sort of revolving guys that are unhappy with their situation it'd be an interesting way to accumulate a roster but I just can't see it's just such an injury risk regardless I, I have no idea what their off seasons are like po- possibly teams are or players are, are training in flag football concepts a, a little bit more often than I'm aware of but it, it just seems it just seems risky and I'm not sure if we necessarily are going to need our guys anyways I mean are, are other do other countries even compete in this sport like they're going to be brand new at this and if anything we'll be better off like once we lose then we could send in the dream team like we, I think we have to get to that point in time. I, I, does it doesn't it seem like we don't necessarily need that on day one? I hear exactly what you're saying, but I, you know, I want to I want to watch the best out there. I want to watch Tyree Kill. He's already burning guys in the, in the NFL, and now he's going against, you know, some Canadian that just picked this up, you know, six months ago, and he's you know throwing up the throwing up the deuces, maybe the the uh, taunting calls, or maybe a little more relaxed than the Olympics. You know, let him let him have a good time. What I think would be actually more interesting are how many how many international guys do you think are in the NFL? I mean, I can't name any off the top, but I assume there has to be some of them. Like, not everyone's from this country that's playing in that sport. I I wonder what their loyalty would be 
similar to the NBA where it's like, all right, yeah, I would, I'm not playing for, for Team USA, but I do want to represent because I'm one of the few guys in the league to represent my country. That, that would be a little bit more interesting to see what that list turns into and what their sort of commitment would be because I, I see that as, a, as like, hey, I'm going to go play. This is, I've been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> it's, you're the one guy from Australia or whatever country. Like that's, that's, I think that's interesting to me. I just don't know. I don't know how they're going to get around to all of this. They already added another game, and the idea of adding optional games that don't mean anything for your franchise is, is just a challenging business decision. And we know the NFL loves to print money. The Olympics are going to get plenty of eyeballs. It's not like the lack of NFL talent is going to mean nobody's going to watch this. I, I think everyone's going to watch this the first couple of years regardless. It may just be pure dominance. I, I'd be more interested on, on maybe – are we sending collegiate guys over there? I mean, are, are they going to compete against true professionals – of other countries, and I, I don't know if I like well, those that, odds. Well, that's one of the things, though. You're saying send them over there. These Olympics are in L.A. So maybe that gets you uh, more interest where you don't have to say, ah, you know, do I want to, you know, over the summer spend, you know, X amount of weeks in a, in a different country in my off season? It's, you know, I was already training in L.A. It's for sure going to be a madhouse, but you're already famous. You're already used to crowds and everything every, being being crazy. So hey, it's not that far away. Nice, nice sunny weather. Just go for it. Do you have a first pick off the top of your head? I'm, it's hard to go past, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill. Just he he's the one that had had mentioned it. But I w- would think it's football, quarterback. It's got to be quarterback first. And you need a mobile quarterback. And I don't know. Is it like, is Mahomes too famous? I'm thinking like a Herbert, maybe. He, he's still youthful and honestly has not despite being very successful I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback hasn't had a whole lot of team victories and this for me would be like the Carmelo Olympics of like hey not a great career but you know Olympics was really good like could he win win over some votes that way whatever future hall of fame nonsense ends up being I I think that's intriguing but you know it's I'm not sure they're gonna get any of these guys and I'm not sure what your ideal flag football person should be either do you want to Maybe you want a little bit more active quarterback, like you said. Like maybe you're better off with like a wildcat guy, like uh, what's his name in uh, in New Orleans, the backup uh, Hill. Uh, you know, oh Taysom 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 Hill? Hill. Maybe you're better off with something like that, and that's a little bit Ooh, more. Of be a, interesting. A little bit more of a low risk, but you know, imagine other other countries learning how to play this, trying to tackle that guy. I think I think he's a little bit more made for something like this, but I'm I'm just envisioning way too much. I have no idea what the details of these are going to be or what the concept is going to be. I mean, I, I imagine even with flag football, there is going to be some form of contact, and anytime there's contact, I just think you're at risk. Now the other sports I think are are, are just as interesting. And you know, cricket cricket's a lot of fun. If you if you're not if you're not familiar with cricket, go to like John Boy Media and, and check out some cricket highlights over there on that. They'll explain it. They'll make it all make sense, and you'll be able to digest it in whatever sort of baseball terminology translation they, they have kind of set up on there but you know, cricket's fun I, I i think i think that that sport is, is not as popular in this country as it could be but it's it's certainly a it's, it's just an exciting game i'm not about to explain the whole thing over everyone but i i think that's exciting. is it, it long be, baseball it's a little bit more different it's definitely like, different like there's that. no there's no uh like just similar to baseball there, there's no time limit so you could just you just be out there for a long time the time limit is it's, it's definitely could be an endless sort of game. I, I, games, I'm sure, have gone 24 hours in certain circumstances, but I, I can't imagine those circumstances happening in the Olympics. But you know, if it happens, it happens. I, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do about that. But I, I, I don't know what they're going to. I don't think that'll be on TV. Like I don't think they're going to take up a channel time for you know 24 hours of some crazy wild cricket game. But 
I, I'm into it all. Like the baseball, softball, I think that all makes sense. I think lacrosse is really exciting. I, I, I loved playing lacrosse. It's by far the most fun I've ever had playing a sport. So seeing this in the Olympics and seeing other countries compete against it, I, I just I like the attention that that's kind of getting. That That's cool. If that, and I think it, it's a hard sport to show on TV, but if we could just get more attention on it like this, maybe we can improve on – uh, on that, I, I just, it'll be it'll be an excuse to watch it as well. Like cause the, the leagues are cool, but like I I can't say I'm like a true fan of like a professional lacrosse team or you know even really follow the the college ones. And I could follow this for a month though. I think that that's that's an easy way to get some some views and some listeners and some audience. And I love it. I'm I'm into it. Any any sport you're more excited for other than football? Uh, definitely lacrosse. You know, the, the cricket, baseball, softball, it gets wrapped together. And we have the, the best baseball in, in the world going on right now. And we, you know, we don't even really mention it on our, on our sports podcast. So clearly it's not not that interesting. So I don't think having it in the in the Olympics is really going to going to move the needle for me. Same with, uh you know, with, with, with squash. It just just like any of the other Olympic events. If, if America's playing in it, I'm going to root for the for the American. But you're not necessarily seeking it out compared to, you know, if they're playing playing flag football and we have it's like that's the thing i I gotta imagine it's gonna be all skill position players so it's gonna be all of your fantasy players it's not like you're you're sending over offensive linemen which just unfortunately we just we don't know these guys names the same way you know all the wide receivers you know all the running backs you know all the quarterbacks and so just it's made for tv made for fantasy I, i think we're always looking for the option to watch more more nfl and this is just adjacent and we want to watch stars and these are guys are the stars of the sports they're adding, baseball is really the only one with international stars outside of just American stars or anything like that. So, like, I think that's an intriguing part of the baseball, at least, is that, you know, like I said, guys are going to want to represent their countries, and there's plenty of international players in the league. Uh, all right, well, uh, enough enough talk about the Olympics that are going to be five years out from, from relevancy. I'm sure we'll get more details <laughs> on, on the additions of these and kind of the countdown to recruiting and who they're going to put in charge to coach all this. Like, who are you? Who you recruits? Who's your first pick for flag football coach of the USA Olympic football team? Like, what is, what is that? <laughs> who is that? Hmm. Like, who who do you call for that? Like, I have no idea. Like, what what sort of like how should you measure this guy's qualified for this versus like yeah he's the best NFL guy but is that is that how we should be running things right now? No idea. This is this is a whole new this is a whole new sport. Yeah, and then it's a. Uh... Yeah, do you go with the best guy in the NFL or do you go with a college guy? Like for for the Olympics, you, you, you had Coach K for a while. He he was the main guy. I mean, right now, I mean, we already talked about Tyree Kill a little bit, but it's like, do you just get Mike McDaniel? Like they they set the record for most yards in the first uh you know first five games of the of the season, and I think it was the top seven top speeds are all guys on Miami, Tyree Kill. Uh, HN and uh, Mostert. They're they're all it's all a mix of them are the fastest fastest top speeds. Uh, this is this year so far. Are you building super teams through the Olympics? Is that, is that what you're doing? Are you doing the LeBron Miami Heat Dwayne Wade Chris Bosh thing? Like are you just are we putting together teams now? We're sending them over to represent our country in the flag football Olympics, and and the next thing you know, there's a super team in Miami that everyone's just joined to go play for that head coach. They already have the fastest guys. Okay, so you have no. But that, there's, that 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 would that would be interesting. 
that, that hasn't there been an opportunity to be le- before. There's less movement in the NFL. There's just so many more positions. I think it's harder to, to, to pull that off. But, I mean, anytime you get guys in a room together and, you know, start chatting away, you never know what could happen. Ah, man, we're going to have to talk about the Patriots at some point, but not not yet. We're going to do some college football talk. An exciting week. Certainly some drama, some, some ranked teams playing ranked teams. What sort of headline do you want to start with? I'm going to start with Miami. Did you see the Miami game? Have you heard anything about the Miami game? The Dolphins are good when they play. No. No, the college. Yeah, I love the documentary. There's like 12 parts. But I don't think that's true either. But from this weekend, they were in the driver's seat. They were winning the game. I don't think the other team had any more timeouts. Uh, It was like third down. There was 40-something seconds to go. And in this situation, they've actually invented a play. It's called victory formation. And you set that play up when you do not need to run a play anymore. For some reason, nobody really knows. Still now, people are taking uh, responsibility, but no idea why. They decided, you know what? We're going we're gonna to run a play anyway. And they handed the ball off, and the guy fumbled. The other team turns around, scores a touchdown, ball game over. So just when you think you've seen everything, could have gone into victory formation. They did not, and they lost. The uh, other, I would say, major headline was uh, I mentioned Georgia was playing Kentucky, both undefeated, and Georgia really hadn't played anybody, hadn't really been playing so well. Well, with their first real test, put up 50-something points and, you know, beat down Kentucky. So seems like Georgia might actually be good. I don't know if they're as good as they were last year, but they are definitely not just a, a paper tiger that, you know, hadn't gone against anybody. So as soon as they went against somebody that was uh, even a little bit real, that, that was going to be a problem. Then uh, coming up this week, we have Oregon at Washington, both Pac-12 teams undefeated, playing at 3.30. So a lot of times these Pac-12 teams are playing much much later uh, at night. So you might have missed uh, some, of, some of these, but the Pac-12 is uh, pretty good this year. So always a good opportunity to see them. And then the second one is Miami at UNC. As so we'll see if Miami kind of get their, their act together, but two ranked teams. And the last one, another SEC matchup, uh, UCLA at Oregon State. And so just those last two, I just want, 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 want me to bring, I want to bring up, I don't know why, but in the past couple of years, the basketball blue bloods have been in the mix in football. And I don't know if it's a name, image, and likeness sort of situation where it's, hey, we're really good at basketball and we're able to do this recruiting and now we're able to get the attention or if there's just been more of an effort placed on it with all of the conference realignment and there's just been a fear of, hey, we can be as good as we want at basketball. If we're not good at football, we're going to get just ragtagged around all over the all over the country. But yeah, for, for right now, Duke, Kentucky, UNC, UCLA, all, all, all ranked. All ranked in the top 25 the past couple of weeks. I think it's weird when they're not like you have such an established sports program. And I imagine with those sort of established oh, basketball Kansas, programs, Kansas uh, as well. I'm not sure if Kansas is still ranked, but they, they were in the mix, but I mean, for a long time, Kansas was really bad. And I mean, Duke was also really bad. Uh, UNC, I think turned it around a little sooner. I think UCLA has been in the mix a little bit more, but for a long time, it, it, it was just baffling, like how good Kansas basketball was and how terrible Kansas football was. Uh, Louisville's ranked. That that's a basketball school. True, true. They they won this week. I miss I miss that one. It's uh it, it, it well we'll see. You know what? 
maybe Louisville. Let's see how many uh, how many basketball games they can win before they get to be in the in the discussion at all. Yeah, they didn't. They beat somebody. I think they were ranked too. They're, they're what, not, did I, you watch the game? Are, are they a basketball school? What school is Notre Dame? Are they a football school or a basketball school? Uh, well, they were a little closer to a basketball school uh, more recently, but now new new coach. They they've been they've been a little rough at uh, basketball, so definitely still a football school. Anyways, I, I agree with you that it is kind of strange seeing these names in in the football rankings and like the bottom line, or just looking at scores and be like, wait a minute, what what is going on? There's a there's a little number next to this, this school in a, in a football, you know. Yeah, like I'm telling you about Miami UN, at UNC, and you'd be, you know, yeah. if maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's getting dark out early now. It's just like, hey, is is, is college basketball already starting? Like, that, that seems kind of soon. It's like, no, no, this, this is football. I'm always shocked when there there is there isn't some form of equality of effort put in. Like, you should be competitive at this. There's, there's no... Like you have when you have at least one spectacular sport that's dominant and all that, the funding alone from that shouldn't like I like I I'm not saying it pulls over directly, but you should be able to entice other players to to want to be on that campus. It shouldn't just be that, but you know you gotta have the right coaching and the right all recruiting and all that. But if you do such a good job in one, it's kind of like a rinse repeat formula. You know you you gotta coach K for whatever how many years. The the goal is to try to find a guy like that that wants to stay for that long that that people are interested and want to follow and play for. So that's I'm always I'm always weirded out when they actually kind of don't do that. Like a lot of the schools that are just so committed to one sport, I, it's just weird they're not able to entice anyone else. I think it's football. Football makes so much money. This is probably a, a decade ago. This is closer to when uh, Anthony Davis was playing at Kentucky. And so, like I said, in the you know in the past decade or so, Kentucky and like a lot of these basketball blue bloods have improved their football programs. But like back then, I mean, Kentucky's playing in the in the SEC and you know just kind of getting. You know they'll have a better year here and there, but we're never real threats in in that conference. But their football team still made oodles of money more than the basketball team, and everybody knows Kentucky basketball. And so it's just football is just so much you know far far and away compared to even basketball, which is is the second. And I mean even when you go back, you know football basketball, I mean it's, it's probably even another drop down to baseball. Maybe I'm not even sure what would the the third sport would be. Well, anything else you want to add for college football? Nope, that's it for this week. All right, let's go on to the professionals, of which we're going to recap just real briefly right now how miserable our picks have been for the NFL pickups this year. I, another. We should try to. We should try to do better. Do you? I mean, I'm getting closer to the point where I'm going to make all my picks and then do the opposite. Like I'm just. I'm going to do a little. Uh, I'm. I'm going to do all little, the picks. little Seinfeld uh, situation here. I'm going to do it all live with you right now. Everything I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to put in on the computer the second we're done. Everything else, just, just complete swing i, I do think this that week seems will be... co- that seems confusing for you for me and the audience if you're gonna do a george i think you should give all of your analysis and so it all seems like you're going in one direction and then you just pick the other team that think, way we all know who you're picking i do think this week is the potential week where you could actually get every every single pick right i, I think there's a there's a formula there there's a possibility there i think the matchups are a little swayed in some favorable directions this week that there's a possibility you could do that. Now, the problem is, is that I, th- I think you are also going to correctly guess just as many because it's not like you've been killing it either. I think we've managed to not, no. nobody's nobody's running away from anybody. And in, in the one on one battle here, it's, I think we both had some pretty weak weeks over the past and it's just been uh, one pick away. I think you're one pick ahead. Not not looking great. I'm still. Yeah, we, we tied. We tied last week and I think we tied the the, the week before. 
So I, I every week I just I, I think I'm going to do better. I'm I'm watching all of the games. I'm listening to all the podcasts. I'm crunching the numbers, and I just uh, it, it, I'm 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 cold. I'm ice cold right now. Just you know, just a matter of time. I've really tried to figure out why I'm 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 off on all these. There are certain teams that have been in hot and cold on one week. You know, not so not figured it out the next. It's just been challenging to figure out the miserable offenses across the league and and whether or not are they going to be able to score today and if they are able to score can their defense stop anybody just a lot of a lot of weaknesses across the board I don't think anybody executed flawlessly over this past weekend other than San Francisco but uh, how about let's uh give a start off here on our Thursday first game pick them here Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs e- easy does it we got this one right all right done. take a deep breath we can we can do this right this one easy one Kansas City at home a couple days rest it'll be fine there's no way Denver's beating Kansas City I I know Minnesota was sneaky. They lost to the Jets. And the Jets were kind of sneaky, but they lost to the Jets now. So, like, it, it should be fine. Russell Wilson, I mean, this whole team's got three fumbles in Denver the, the last week. It's, it, they don't know how to take care of the ball. This was a miserable ending to a miserable played football game between them and the Jets. I, I don't know what I'm hoping for to happen in Denver right now. I don't know if we, we want to finish the year out with Russell Wilson, if they want to try with Stidham. I don't know when you pull that trigger and, and what benefit you get to anything at all this year. At, at this point, you... You're rebuilding. Like the season isn't it's over. It doesn't matter. You're not going to win this week. You're going you're already 1 and 4. You're going to be 1 and 5. I have no idea what their future holds ahead for for Denver. For like what what should they spend the rest of the year doing? I'm going to ask you that about a couple teams this year. But when you were this bad and the only direction is up and you're not going to win this week, I imagine you're not picking them either. Like what should they be doing the rest of the year? I think that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson got to get together and figure out what well, what offense do we have to run here? Because they're both going to be around for a while. They were supposed to be this match made in heaven. I, from the beginning, said, I don't think he's going to be able to turn it around this quick. I think Russell Wilson's done. I think that was one of my big uh, projector uh, forecasts for the year was that this is the last start of the season that Russell Wilson's going to be a starting quarterback. And I, that, that's weird with the, uh, with, the, with the NFL. In the NBA, in this situation, you know, you'd bring in some young guys and you'd go for it. But Stidham's been around. It's not like if you bring him in, you see, hey, let's see what we got here. It's that's not going to change anything. So I think you just got to keep going out there. But it is ugly. Look, you you didn't even answer the real problem here, and that's that the problem is, is that the quarterbacks is not even their biggest problem. This team can't stop anybody. The Bears put up a whole bunch of points on them. The Jets were able to put up points on them. Now I know they gave them some convenient points. Of course, the Dolphins towards the end there. And then, yeah, the Dolphins they gave up seventy to the Dolphins. Like that's and now they're going against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Who, they put up points in in general against I, like good teams. I haven't really mentioned a whole lot on 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 this. I've just been ranting on Denver, but you know Kansas City had ten ten penalties last week, eighty six yards, zero turnovers. There, there's no balance across the league with so many of these teams. We devalued all these running backs. We've agreed never to give them long term contracts or big money. Kansas City, they they only the whole team total rushing yards sixty seven yards. Minnesota, who they went against seventy rushing yards. Like there's just. So dependent on the pass, and I, and I'm not saying Mahomes is like the guy that shouldn't be getting the usage out of all this, but when he has the receivers he has, I just think you need a little bit more balanced of a team and a little bit more balanced of an offense just to be a little bit more steady. Otherwise, you're going to be erratic week to week, winning single score games against teams that have no business being in the game of Kansas City. Minnesota shouldn't be in it. New York Jets shouldn't be competing with them. I I just I think they got to run the ball a little bit more. I, I think they're leaning on Mahomes a little too much and. 
I'm not saying they're going to lose to Denver, but at, at some point I think that's going to amount to a workload that's just not fair to win every single game. It's for sure fine in the playoff game, but you know we got, we got a lot of games to go here. We're only five games into the season. There's there's plenty of football left, and some of these teams are going to run out of gas just throwing the ball 40, 50 times every single game. But uh, who, who you got in this game? I got, I got Kansas City. Who you got? I am also going to go to the Chiefs. If there's anyone that's not going to run out of gas, it's, it's Mahomes. I would think if they were running the ball more, you'd be looking at it, and if there was any sort of struggle, your thought would be, you have Patrick Mahomes. What are you doing? Just let him operate. Give him the ball. Let him go to work. And I think they're going to do that. And when you have somebody like Mahomes, you don't need to worry nearly as much about the having uh, a spectacular run game. Would it be nice to have? Sure. But I think Mahomes is going to be okay. All right. That's the Thursday game. We do have, what do we got? Another London game this week? Sunday early morning game. Are we in London, Germany? Yep. Where are we at? Uh, we're definitely in Europe. We're in Europe. So all right. it's the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. Two teams. That had a loss this past week. Baltimore losing an ugly game to Pittsburgh, 17-10. And Titans losing an ugly game to Indianapolis, 23-16. Where to start with Baltimore? This was a bad loss. There's two fumbles. There's an interception that's just... There's some inexcusable Red stuff zone. here. Just just bad Lamar the whole game. I, I, I don't know how you correct certain things where you're so reliant on a guy like this. And, and he has a bad game. And, you know, Tennessee... It's hot and cold. I've seen this this team look really good, but I what what is Tennessee good at? Like what what are what is the strength of the Tennessee team? Like, like are they good the at anything? The thing that the Tennessee Titans are the best at is giving the ball to their star running back and having him throw for touchdowns. That that is their strength. I told you this that last week. It was amazing at how many touchdowns he's thrown. And this week he had the opportunity, and the wide receiver just caught it one foot, just barely out of bounds in the end zone. It should have been another one. It's gonna, if you look at the stats, it's gonna be chalked up as an incomplete pass. But it had nothing to do with him. He, play, he placed the ball right there. The wide receiver just got to get his feet down. I have no idea what the Titans are good at. There's no way I'm picking them. I'll take Baltimore. The Titans ran for 89 total rushing yards. Henry had 43. Spears had 34 yards. Like that's that's nothing. If that's the strength of your offense, and you're only getting 89 yards against Indianapolis, who I, I'll agree has been very competitive this year, but shouldn't be a shutdown defense that's able to hold your team's main strength to 89 yards. I don't know how you go forward with this team. It seems completely lost. I, again, I don't know what they're good at versus I've seen Baltimore at least be good at offense with Lamar, and he's going to have to be a lot better this week. I think he'll be a lot better. Uh, who are you picking? I am going with the Ravens. Uh, I am a little concerned with the Titans of – hot and cold and this is going to be where they, they they get hot again but i'm just going to chalk up the the ravens loss and lamar struggling to baltimore versus pittsburgh it's just always just an absolute rock fight and when they don't have to play the steelers lamar is gonna you know get, get it together again i've seen it i just have more trust there so i'll go with the ravens in somewhere in europe all right next game washington commanders at the atlanta falcons Commanders are two and three. Had an ugly loss against Chicago last week. They gave up forty points to Chicago. That that's not great. I will say that the, their defense was as bad as it was, giving up forty points. Howell just got better as the game goes on. He goes thirty-seven for fifty-one, three eighty-eight, two touchdowns, one interception. This team only ran the ball. Their total team yardage for twenty-nine yards. The entire team twenty-nine yards. Just no none. They're just Howell just sling it all over where you got to do it. And I understand when you're losing at some point, but. You know, just to say to a rookie, you were only going to rush for 29 yards and you just kind of take care of the rest, I just think is a, a tall task to ask for out of someone. And I, 
Not saying that's entirely why they lost to the Bears, but I just think a little bit more balance will make a little bit better of an offense. That being said, the Atlanta Falcons, I don't think they have any successful offense, yet they managed to win 21-19 against Houston this past week. I, I can't bet against on Ritter. I, I think Ritter was good this past week, at least better than I've seen him be, and I still don't like it. I, I don't like this offense. I don't like what he does. I think they could be so much better with someone else in there. I think he's in, extremely limiting, and I don't think he's going to be able to beat the Washington Commanders this week. So I'll, I'll take the Washington Commanders on the road. I think Howell's eating up a little bit. All right, I think I think he's on to something. It was it wasn't pretty last week, and I think I'm gonna let him sling it a little bit more this week too, and it, it'll get better. I, th- I think he can be better. Uh, who are you going with? I don't like either of these quarterbacks. I do like Bijan Robinson. That catch they had kind of behind his back. It seemed like some sort of like and one situation. I like that. I think they can run the ball. Like I said, don't trust either of the quarterbacks. Atlanta's at home. Give me Atlanta. Twenty nine rushing yards and a whole game. Did they even run the option? It's just not even an option. It's like it's not even. It's like having a forehand and saying I'm never going to use the backhand. I'm just just never going to do it. And, then, and you know what happens? The other team hits to your backhand every single time. It's like, well, I, I don't know why you can't do this. They just just choose not to. Baffling to me. Next game: Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. An ugly duel right now between two one and four teams. It's, I think I think uh, Khalil Herbert is possibly going to be hurt. I don't think that's going to help them. Fields having a fantastic week beat torching up the Washington Commanders. He goes 15 for 29, ends up with four touchdowns. It all seems very phony to me, though, and, and I still think this Minnesota team, despite being the phoniest of phonies of previous seasons, I think is a little bit more real than the Chicago Bears. I, I, I can't pick either of these teams confidently, but I think Minnesota has lost better, if that means anything, the past couple of weeks, so I will go with the Minnesota Vikings. Who you got? I'm also going to go with the Vikings, looking like Justin Jefferson's not in great shape. He had a non-contact hamstring injury, and with them being one and four, it doesn't really seem like it makes any sense to really rush him back. But I think the the Bears had a little little blip on Thursday night, caught the commander sleeping, but I think they're more likely to be the Bears from the previous weeks. And I think, just like you said, that the Vikings are – on the, the, the negative side of the luck from the positive side of the luck they had last year, but they're not as bad as the Bears, so they will win on the road. I mean, at least those teams score points. You know, we've made fun of all these teams over the past the past two picks right now. Washington, Atlanta, Minnesota, the Bears, all terrible teams. Even in the losses, you know, they, they put up some points. You know, we'll get to a team later who just doesn't put up points and still loses by large margins. Moving on, next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. There is life. There is a heartbeat. The team is 2-3 and three right now. It feels like the season's about to turn around. Seahawks coming off a bye week. I think that is going to hopefully help them just having some time off to prepare a little bit more. But if you were preparing for the team, I don't know what film you would look at because you could look at the Cincinnati Bengals of the weeks before this where they look terrible, and you could kind of look at the most recent week, and it's like, hey, this is it. I, I picked them as a lock to lose against the Arizona Cardinals this last week. They end up Completely coming back. The burrow to chase thing worked again. Three touchdowns for them. Bunch of yards. Tons of receptions. And and now I I feel like I should be buying into all this. I, I I could also just twist it and say that you know what Arizona maybe isn't that good. I know I've said they they're competitive and I thought they would show up a little bit better of a result this past week. But I'm gonna go with the Seahawks because I I don't think I don't think Cincinnati's really that good right now. And I, as much as Burrow and Chase look good, I think it's just a matter until another tweak of another injury. It just seems a little too vulnerable to me. And I think Seahawks are coming in rested, and they're going to be ready. I think they're going to be ready to 
see whatever shows up. So I'm going with Seattle. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Bengals. I think it might be a little early to jump on the, on the bandwagon here, but the Cardinals have played against teams really well, and the Bengals took care of them on the road. Burrow just was looking like how Burrow looked last year, and Jamar Chase, who hadn't scored a touchdown yet, all of a sudden he, he's doing all the things that he's supposed to do, and it really relies on you know Burrow's got to be the guy to, to, to get it to him. Uh, definitely the Seahawks are coming off of off of bye week, so got a little bit of extra time. But I think if Burrow and Jamar are playing like this, you know, we're starting to look at, hey, look at this team from from last year, and they they, they can get scary in, in a hurry. And I liked the the comments uh, out of Burrow when they were asking him, hey, you know, you're surprised to get the W, and he just kind of came back with, you know, winning's expected around here. And I, I just really liked the you know the comment, even though they've they've started off the year struggling. I think mostly because of his uh, his his injury, but. You know, if, if that's the expectations around the, the facility, that this is not something to be unexpected or, oh, look at that. We, we, we got to win. It's like, nope, this is what we're going to be doing the rest of the year. So I, I like that. The, those quotes coming out of him. I, j- I just want to see it one more week. Look, if he tortures me this uh, week. That's fair. If I, if he tortures me this week, I will say, look, he's healthy. I just until this past week, I don't think I've seen him move the way I've seen him move in the past. And I don't think teams have been as fearful of him not being able to get time in the pocket and find chase and get open and all that. But you know, he and that's able- why I picked against him last week. And and because uh, I said you got to show it to me, and he and he did. So and he did. He did. Roll. He did. And it was like, all right, I've seen I've seen that before. He's totally capable of that. I don't think that was a fluke. That Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were really really good at football. I I think it's more fluky of what they've struggled with the past few weeks. But I I I still think this team could struggle. I've seen it. I've seen it be broken already this year, and I think it, it until I see it again in a couple more weeks. Of consistency, I'm not. I'm not buying. I'm buying in Seattle. Moving on, San Francisco 49ers at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland coming off a bye. I'm assuming Watson will play. He was healthy and missed, or not healthy and missed the week before the bye. So a little extra health uh, recovery for him. That being said, it is a tall task for the San Francisco 49ers, who destroyed the Dallas Cowboys last night. Brock Purdy, very very efficient, four touchdowns, 252. A little Kittle red zone killer out there, just dominating on three touchdowns three receptions for 67 yards just throwing the ball only for touchdowns that's all he's doing he's only catching touchdowns impressive outing for them they continue to march on I don't think they'll have any problems with the hopefully recovered Cleveland defense that once was of weeks ago was not so great the previous week before the bye but it's not gonna matter this Niners team is really good offense is good defense is gonna be able to slow these guys down whether Watson plays or not I will take the Niners who you got I am also going with the Niners. We thought going into uh, Sunday that oh man, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a shootout. This is gonna be a lot of fun. This is gonna be back and forth. It's gonna be high flying. It was not. It was an absolute dud of a football game. Uh, if you were just a neutral neutral observer and you didn't have Kittle on your on your fantasy team, man, yeah, you really have to reassess the the, the Dallas thoughts. But 49ers, they whew, they are absolutely in the driver's seat right now. They got still just great skill position players and Brock is just getting the job done just still hasn't lost in the regular season so I mean there's always a chance they can get tripped up but they're gonna have to play that elite Cleveland Browns defense to make this even interesting if they play anything like they did last time they went out there this is gonna get ugly in a hurry dominant performance from the get-go it's Kittle hasn't even had a great season but I know he's out there and you know other teams despite maybe not focusing on him as much as some of the other weapons that they have on this offense it's still a threat you have to consider and it just McCaffrey wasn't even that good he he got his touchdown because he scores a touchdown every week but 
you know, if he was on your fantasy team, you were probably a little disappointed, but they just, they were scoring so many points. I mean, it, midway, it wasn't even midway. It was like at the start of the fourth quarter, the second string guys were coming in because it was, it was over. They did, they did bench Purdy finally, right? They brought some, they brought in someone else. Did he, did he play this whole game? I couldn't tell you. I went, to, I went to bed. It was over. Nothing to watch. I barely watched any of this game, but I checked the score and it was like, nope. All right, cool. I guess that's, uh, it was over. I guess we're going on to get some extra sleep tonight. Uh, moving on next game. The 0-5 Carolina Panthers will be at the Miami Dolphins. Over under 60 points for Miami. Is th- is this another potential one here? I mean, what is Miami actually trying to target all of this? I mean, the HA train cannot be stopped. It, it goes on again. It is the fastest thing in South Beach. And that's a team with Tyreek Hill on it. And impressive. Two of 22 of 30, 308. Like of the eight interceptions. He had the, a couple of picks. He didn't even play that well, and they still just of the incomplete passes it's like he either throws a complete pass or an interception it's a weird ratio to have but it was nonetheless still handed off to hn and just just watch him go i i see no threat by carolina at all right now this is gonna be an ugly one I, I'll, I'll lock in miami for sure i i mean over oh, under, oh boy over under 60 oh boy. points miami was my lock of the week as well now now i'm more nervous than i was before well, how many points did you double score? a double lock of the week? Has that ever hit for us? I mean, our picks couldn't be any worse. All right. You're either on my yeah. bandwagon or I'm on yours, and neither of them are great. I was doing pretty well with my locks. So uh one thing to keep in mind, uh HN is getting uh looked at for a potential knee injury. So uh I don't think that that necessarily you know skews this uh very much, but uh you know, just keep keep an eye out for that news. The only thing I'll say nice for Carolina is, you know, at least they score points. They lost this past week, 42 to 24, but you know, they, they had 24 points. Wouldn't that be something just to have a team do that? That's, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Moving on. That's a lot. Next game, the three and two Indianapolis Colts at the three and two Jacksonville, London Jaguars. Both of them coming off wins this past week. The Colts getting a win without Richardson. It doesn't look like he'll be back. I, I kind of like the way the team plays a little bit more organized with Minshew, but I I don't know how to I don't know what to buy in on the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I, I I've been out on them early in there. I, I think this is a phony London team that has somehow found success. I mean they beat the, they beat the Bills, who was had such a dominant offense like a, like a week ago against Miami, and yet they they, they get shut out. They kind of got stopped right here. I mean. I, I I have to pick Jacksonville based entirely on if that defense shows up and was able to slow down the Buffalo Bills. I just can't imagine the Colts overcoming that. So I'm going with Jacksonville reluctantly. Whatever London Space Jam secret stuff they're sipping on over there, hopefully they can get some of that back at home in Jacksonville over here and actually get a win for the team that for the, the city that actually follows them and cares about them because they, they generally only win out anywhere else. So it's, I'm going with Jacksonville. I don't feel good about it. They're both three and two. Something I don't think I would have said about the Colts, but who are you going with? I'm also going with the Jaguars. Uh, Jonathan Taylor came back, got his uh, extension, and then it was kind of the Zach Moss show. So I think a good chunk of that has to be you're coming off of an injury, kind of get eased on into it. I think he'll get a bigger role as he as he goes forward. I know there's been some other running backs that when you're kind of coming off of the injury or holding out, you know, Josh Jacobs, it just you, you can't exactly just turn it right back on. It takes a little bit, but I I just like what what I'm seeing out of the, out of the Jaguars just a, a tiny bit more. I, I get it. They're not they're not in the, the mystical the mystical land anymore. They're back in America, back in Florida, but 
I think with a, a full week to prepare for for, for Minshew, uh, you, you're just going to be in a better situation. He's a he's a backup for a reason. Moving on, New Orleans Saints at the Houston Texans. Uh, New Orleans did play this past week, but they didn't have a team to play. I think they just gave them a win. They had zero turnovers and a bunch of penalties, and they scored 34 points. Uh, they'll be at the Houston Texans, who lost to the Atlanta Falcons. I, I was very kind of disappointed by this. I thought CJ was having a good year and is still kind of having a good year. Just would have thought that the amount of offense that he's delivered the last couple of weeks would have been enough to overcome the abysmal Atlanta Falcons offense. Uh, tight game. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston at home here. I know New Orleans had a dominant performance this past week, but I think that reflects a lot more of the opponent than it does their capabilities. Good to see Kamara back. He looks like he's healthy and that they're at least getting some rhythm there. But I, I think C.J. Stroud is going to have a way bigger game this week, and I think Houston will be victorious against the New Orleans Saints. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think there's a lot of expectations on C.J. Stroud. I think there's just – it's going to be – Decent maybe for for fantasy, but a little bit of that uh, Justin Fields from the past couple of years where there'll be flashes and just, wow, this guy is fun. It's really awesome. And then, oh, so close. Oh, so close. Guess we're getting another good uh, draft pick this year. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. All right, we got to do it. Next game. No, New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Patriots did not score a point last week. They lost 34 to 0 to the team I just picked to lose this week. So not even not even like a major threat. Mac Jones a miserable game, two interceptions, no touchdowns, 12 of 22, 110 yards. Zappy came in, was not any better. 3 and Again. 9, 22 yards. Total team offense. I mean, we get 111 passing yards, 43 rushing yards for the entire team. That's it. Our defense couldn't stop anybody. Still managed to give up 34 points, and it's not like that took a whole game to get there. If anything, they were there and kind of just lingered around the rest of the game. This probably could have got even uglier. The The Raiders are playing the Monday night game tonight, so not a whole lot of feedback on them. But, I mean, based on what I just saw this past week and the injuries that are not going to get any better, how in the world are you supposed to pick the New England Patriots to win a game? I'm going to pick the Raiders. I'm... I'm just so I this ruined my entire day yesterday that they didn't even score. They, they couldn't even put up a point. I'm in I'm so worried. I'm so out on this team. I don't know what future holds for anyone at our offensive positions, but I'm ready for the fire sale of the rebuilding. And, and the thing is, I don't even know if we have to do a fire sale. This team's bad enough that I don't think we have to get rid of anybody to be any worse. Yeah, what do we have that people want? Yeah, so I I don't know what they're supposed to do. It, it seems like they should be trading people to have a better excuse for being bad, but I, I think you should just hold on to the asset you got and hope that whatever assets you add next year improve this bad football team. Who you got? I am also going with the Raiders. Uh, we scored three points in the past two weeks. One was against Dallas, uh, or you know the points were against Dallas, where at the time it was – Ah, well, Dallas is a pretty good team. You know, we played some other teams tight. You know, we just got to get our act together. But no one came into the game on Sunday thinking, ooh, I think the Saints are, are pretty good. It's, all right, we, we should have a real chance in this. And again, pretty quickly, first quarter, all of a sudden, we're in the hole. And again, no, nobody, nobody played well. There is no, like, usually, you know, you lose the game, but there's at least something. You take away, ah, well, you this was pretty good. Nope. Offense was terrible. Mac Jones, 
through another pick six. He has thrown four pick sixes at home in his career. That ties Tom Brady in his entire career. Tom Brady played for the Patriots 20-plus years. Already already tied that, uh, putting us in, in the hole immediately. Defense really isn't stopping anybody. It's not like Derek Carr is just some, some elite guy. I mean, Kamara's decent, but this isn't like some awesome team that we should have been able that, – that's like, oh, I didn't think we could stop him. And then special teams, we got this rookie kicker. He's kicking 50%. I, I Would a, a field goal have changed things yesterday? Obviously not, but it's just all the way down. Nobody's doing their job. That was our whole thing for a long time. Do your job. Nobody's doing their job. For sure, we got we got injuries, and it's headed down a, a dark and dangerous road. But I am not having fun. The kick, the kick does it. Even the miss does change everything because it it alters your your future decision making. Where you should be kicking longer field goals with confidence, you are no longer doing that, and now you're going for it on fourth or opting for a punt, which both are. You lose. You're losing in both these scenarios. You shouldn't be in either of these situations. You should be able to confidently get the three points anytime you're off. Anytime your offense gets remotely close, because we're not. We don't have a good offense. We need to have a good. Our kicker could be our leading scorer, and, and the fact that we're wasting that opportunity and the guy can't even get it is is terrible. I, He's I, not even good, and he is our leading scorer in the past two weeks. Ramadre looks awful. It seems to just. I just. Need- I don't. I. I don't see like anything that's just. Like, makes any sort of sense on some sort of turnaround. And then I'll hear uh, people mentioning uh, Caleb Williams, you know, the USC quarterback and saying, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe it's time, you know, start tanking. What would we do more than what we just did the past few weeks? If, how could you go more tanking than this? Uh, more, more tanking isn't even my main issue with it all. It's these, this is the bad franchise run thing where it's, we're not going to do any changes. We don't have a good line. We don't have good weapons. And we're just going to get a high draft pick and put him and plug him in, and then watch him struggle for a couple years. Like we need to make life easier on the quarterback. We haven't done anything for that. I mean, one of the years we don't even have an offensive coordinator, and another year we have no receivers, and we waste them all on all these tight ends who we never throw the ball to. I, I'm confused on the decisions that we made in the past. All the things that I thought we were doing to make the life easier on the quarterback just never panned out, and I. I don't think you could just plug in a, a rookie. I don't care who it is. You bring in LeBron James caliber of a, of a draft pick, and I don't know if he could do it. I, I don't think if we put Patrick Mahomes on this team, are, are, we're barely getting to 10 wins this year. I, like there's, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made here. And the idea that we're going to take and just get this one high draft pick for a quarterback and all of our issues are suddenly solved isn't the answer here. I, th- I think the other issue is that there's the other teams in our division – are really good and will be good for a while right now because they are set at the quarterback position between Miami and Buffalo. We have to fill that role in some way, but I don't think it's entirely just high draft pick for a quarterback here and we'll fill in the rest of it and pray that he's able to run on this Tom Brady diet where Tom Brady takes a pay cut, right? And Tom Brady is able to work with the worst weapons and make them as good as he needs them to be. That's such a tall task. Tom Brady's not walking out of that locker room again. You're not drafting another Tom Brady. I can't believe we're asking that out of Mac essentially over the last couple of years, and I think it's unfair to some degree to be like, we're demanding this from you. We're demanding that you fill the shoes of the greatest quarterback of all time with the worst weapons of all time and some of the worst coaching of all time. I, I don't think it's entirely him, and I don't think that's – there's bigger problems here, and that's – that's where all your the Belichick rumors and moving on to the Chargers or wherever else is, is, is the wind 
chase of all this. It, it's it's happening right now. The, the rest of our season is going to be spent talking about, are we bringing back Bill Belichick? Does Bill Belichick even want to coach this team? And, and, and what are other options? I like, guess the other thing is if we move on from him, who are you hiring that's going to suddenly make you feel any more confident about this team? Like, regardless of the decision of all this, this is a disaster. I, I can't I can't think of anyone if we decide, all right, or whether we or uh, Bill decides, uh, no, had a good run, this is over. I, I just can't think of, oh, we signed this coach, and then there's the, oh, all right, there, there's an excitement. Okay, I think we, you know, I think we got it together. All right, now, now I think X could happen. Either there, there's, there's nobody. It's not a fun time for New England. The, the times have turned, and and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying we should give up on Belichick either, but I do wonder if we were to bring in someone else, and and suddenly he, like, is he making the call to Kraft of being like, hey, uh, you know that budget that Belichick's always worked under? Yeah, I'm gonna double that, and, and if Kraft just being like okay, that's great. I've been waiting for all this. Or is he going to be like, uh, no, we're going to do what we just did to Mac Jones. We're going to squeeze you into these Bill Belichick shoes and you're going to try to make a team out of nothing like we did, like he's done for so many years. We, we can't do that either. Like we have to make bigger changes than that. And then, I know it sounds like we're just trend following all these other teams, but whatever we're doing now and whatever we were doing years ago for sure worked, but it's not working today. And that's inarguable, right? Like I don't think there's any, like what can the Patriots defend on and being like, well, at least we're always disciplined, or at least we're always this. We, we, we're we not even disciplined anymore. This team makes mistakes all the time. All over the place. All over the place. All right, anything else for this? I, 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 I don't know how to spend more time on, on them every week, but it, it, it ruined my Sunday. It really ruined my Sunday that they didn't score. It, it just – they couldn't even put up a point, man. Against a team that's not even, like, trying to shut us out. Not even trying to shut us out. Yeah. Next game, Detroit Lions at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like Detroit, they took care of business last week. They beat a miserable Carolina team, forty-two twenty-four. They're four and one. This is a this is a trap game to some degree. All right, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three and one. Bakers look better. There's there's still some life over there, but this is a, this is a Detroit game where if you're a good team, good teams beat bad teams. You should take care of business like you did last week. You should take care of business on the road here against Tampa Bay. I think they will because I think this team's a good team, and I'm not knocking Tampa Bay's success. They're still three and one. I just think that Detroit's a good team, and good teams should beat bad teams. Let, let's uh, lock in. I'm not locking in Detroit, but I'll take Detroit for the win. Who you got? I'm also going to take uh, Detroit. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see Tampa Bay coming off of a coming off of a break. Hopefully, they can get a little a little healthier. But I, I think Detroit's rolling right now, and I, I just think you can't. I, I need more. I need to see more out of Tampa Bay before I'm going to believe that that three and one record and uh, be jumping on on that bandwagon. Hey, 42 points for Detroit without Amon St. Brown and without Jamar Gibbs, the rookie. That's th- those are it's points. It's a, a lot of points without two players who would have way more points in New England than anyone else on our current team. <laughs> like that team put up 42 points without those two best players, and <laughs> our offense is so bad. It's so bad. Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, man, I really whiffed on this Arizona lock last week. I did not know that, that Joe Burrow was going to answer the call, that I'd already buried him, I'd already knocked off the season. I'd said it was over, it's done, this isn't going to happen. And now I look at the Arizona Cardinals, they're 1-4, and four, and, I, and I have been arguing and pleading with them that they're a stronger 1-4 team, and they might be, but at the end of the day, they're just 
They're a one in four team. I have seen enough of these losses that I can't pick them this week. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams at home. I think Cup is back. I think Puka's killing it. I think Kyron Williams has got a little sneaky yardage games coming our way. And I just think Arizona is it's just not that good of a team. I, I want them to be better, and they might have been, but they just, they're not winning games, and they're not going to win this one. I'll take the Rams at home. Who you got? I'm also going to go with the Rams. Uh, Dobbs got exposed a little bit this past week. And they are a one in four, one in four team. They can be a frisky team at times, but again, the the Rams they they they, they got something. They got something there. I, I'm not sure if they're all the way going to figure it out. But you mentioned uh, Cooper Cup came back last week. I was surprised. I, I thought you know coming into the year, you know they put him on the IR and he was looking for specialist. It seemed like this this doesn't seem good at all. But nope, he came back and there was no. Uh, snap count restrictions there was no any sort of restriction so i was surprised that he kind of came back i mean i'm sure he's not 100 percent, but i guess like as close to 100 percent, you know as a football player can be uh mid-season did you hear uh what lebron james had to say about the rams and the wide receivers over there no but you know i could i think i like atwell i like higby i like puka nakua i mean cup is obviously a spectacular player there's there's an offensive here that that can that we've seen in the past with the McVay offense that has real hope to, to grow. Like this could be, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this was a turnaround team that in like five weeks from now, we're, we're talking about, Oh wow. Look at the Rams go. Uh, but what, what did, what did LeBron say about this, this offense? Uh, it, w- it was specifically, he's been doing picks uh, the past couple of weeks on, on Instagram live before games. So I think he's just, uh, you know, excited for basketball to start so he can get some, get some more attention, but he's calling uh Puka Nakua. He's calling him Luca, Luca Nakua. Oh, all right. Is that complimentary? I, I mean, it is, but I think Luke. Yeah, Luke. Luke is really good. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But I, I, the, the comparison of being like your name sounds familiar, and that's that's enough. Like you're this. I, I, I don't know if I like. That. I think he's got a cool name already. I don't think he needs the the Luca attachment to it. I think Puka is a, a really cool fun, fun name to be hearing, throughout the broadcast and and talking about after this. And he's he's a good player. He deserves his own name. Luke is a great name too, and Luke is a fantastic player, especially just, coming out of out of the fifth round. Poof, out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere. I mean, Cup's gonna have to fight for some yardage back here. He's he's gonna fight with his own teammate. Uh, all right, so we're both going with the Rams here, right? Yep. Next game: Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. Eagles are five and zero. They took care of the Rams last week. This is again good teams beat bad teams. The Jets are not a good team. I thought Brees Hall finally had a good game. And, and they won the Broncos game with the most dramatic fashion ever. This, I'm taking the Eagles. Good teams beat bad teams. There's not a whole lot else to say. I mean, we get into all the nonsense and drama of the Jets winning last week and whether it's Russell Wilson's fault and just complete bad luck of ending game stuff. But uh, I, the Jets aren't a good team. They shouldn't win. Who you got? I'm also going with the Eagles. It was an interesting little mix with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. You know, terrible, terrible start to last year. Doesn't even make it a full year, which is pretty unusual. Then takes the OC job at, uh, with the Jets. So they're playing each other. And the whole kind of reason he took the OC job was, oh, well, I'm going to work with Aaron Rodgers again, like he did in Green Bay. Okay, like that's kind of the whole plan. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers goes down immediately. And so, I mean, what it looks like is that Nathaniel Hackett made Zach Wilson play better quarterback than Sean Payton was able to do with Russell Wilson. So yeah, there was definitely a bunch of drama before the season. And I think that uh, definitely Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets really got their uh, comeuppance on, uh, on those guys. But yeah, this week, 
just I I'm looking at it. It's like how do the Jets have double the amount of wins that the Patriots have? Just how are we this bad? But yeah, I think the uh, the Eagles Eagles are, are are good. They'll they'll get the W. Yeah, trouble in the Meadowlands continues. Next game, New York Giants at the Buffalo Bills. Now the Bills just lost to the London Jaguars in in a pretty dramatic fashion. I will say, like their offense just just stopped. Like it was a complete zigzag of what happened the week before. All that being said, I, I there's no way the Giants are going to come through this. I just think this was like a trap game that Buffalo got caught in last week, and they're not going to get caught in back-to-back trap games. I will take Buffalo. I don't think they're going to have a big problem here. I mean, if you're the Giants, I mean, what's – I don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to play. Like, they, they, this is, there's no way. I, I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. Who you got? I'm also going with the Bills. Uh, are we able to flex this out a Sunday night? Can we put something else in? It's a it's it's a great representation of New York football, man. It's fine. This is a, this is a city a state rivalry. I think we're going to run into a similar situation that we ran into this past Sunday. That you watch football all all afternoon and then in the evening, you're hoping there's going to be a little cherry on top, and it's not going to be a cherry on top. And but maybe maybe I should take advantage of it. NBA is right around the corner, so you know any time I can get a an early night and get a little extra sleep, I got to take advantage of it. Yeah, pick a nice movie. You know, maybe maybe watch the whole sixty minutes, not just the little segment. You know, you record it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe we'll see some points. Maybe they'll go for seventy or something. You know, after having such a struggle last week, let's remind everyone that this offense is actually pretty good. All right, last game of the week: Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers. Dallas is three and two after getting smacked around. The Los Angeles Chargers are coming off a bye. I, I think good teams should be bad teams, and, I, and I'm not sure which one's the bad team here. I, I just think Dallas, man, it, it's such a hot and cold now at this point where they, they lose to Arizona, they win again, and then they come back and they lose to the Niners. And I, I think they're a little bit more sophisticated of a team than the Chargers are. I will take them on the road. I mean, no Mike Williams, no Eckler. I, I, the Chargers find way to lose, lose games. I, I, I wish – that I could say that they're coming off a bye, that this team is going to not make any mistakes this upcoming week. But I think coming off a bye is just going to confuse this team even more. I'll, I'll take Dallas on the road. I do not like the Chargers. Who you got? Once again, maybe maybe we should flex this out. I don't think this is going to be nearly as bad as the, uh, as, as the one before. But, I mean, you start to look at the Cowboys wins and as the way it's, it's, it's headed, it's, Oh, maybe you're just an okay team and you're just beating up on the, uh, on, on the bad teams. You know, the wins are uh, giants, jets and Patriots. And none of those teams are walking around with a big swagger right now. So I am still going to go with Dallas just because I told myself that I wouldn't let the chargers trick me again. And so I just, I, I have to go with one thing. And so I'm going with Dallas let the Chargers charge themselves on Monday night, and I'll be in the driver's seat with an extra point. I'm just happy to have have Herbert back from a bye week. It was not fun replacing. I've had a struggle with quarterbacks all year across all of my leagues. It was not a pretty week. I'm just happy to have somebody I can actually trust. I I don't know if they're going to win the game, but at least he isn't going to be giving me. Hopefully he'll get double digits. All right, I'm looking. That's how low the bar is for my quarterbacks at this point. Just double digits. That's what I'm hoping for. Keenan Allen. Keep it going. Let's just throw it to him every single time. All right, those are our picks for the week. Hopefully they go better in the past week. Uh, thank you for everyone who is filling out their picks. Continue to do that before. You want an extra challenge, you can pick your picks before the games happen. You can pick before you listen to the podcast. And you can follow us on our social media and subscribe to our streaming 
platforms on Spotify, Facebook, LCA, LCB, Little of Column A, Little of Column B, Facebook page, and you can follow Zach on his X account, which is Wicked Z Man Twenty Four. All right, all that football talk, all that nonsense of the Patriots, it's it's all over, man. It's all behind us. It is officially basketball season. Preseason has started. The Celtics played last night, and they didn't even hold back. They are trying to build the chemistry on day one. Everybody's playing. The intriguing storylines that they said they, they appeared to have bring Drew Holiday off the bench. I don't think that's really much of a storyline to read into. I think this lineup's going to be in and out. Uh, I thought they looked a little nervous, a little jittery, a little a uh, little too anxious out there. But all in all, I, I, I'm I'm so excited for this team. I'm so, so excited for the the potential of it and just hopefully fixing a lot of the headaches of last year. And I so far, I, I think we, we're off to a decent start. It certainly isn't a... A, a, a strong Philly team resting in beat and Harden <laughs> that they would get to that drama, a whole other, other topic right there. But overall for Boston, everybody played. I thought Porzingis looked quick. I thought he looked healthy. I, I thought he had some dunks. The threat of him being able to shoot, I thought was immediately recognized and immediately just a, just an option that we didn't have with Rob Williams and that we do have right now. And defensively, Maybe it won't be quite the same, but I, I still think there's hope for this team. I, I, I was excited. I only watched the first half. I did not watch the second half. What uh, what, what were your thoughts on the game, and how excited are you for the Boston Celtics? I am also very excited. A lot of it has to do with how last year ended, as well as how the Patriots season is going. And I don't think that I am the only one in the New England area that feels that way. The Garden was, it was rocking. I was really surprised. It's just a preseason game. This game means nothing. But I think with that, uh, you know, the Porzingis trade, so we got that uh, new new guy in, as well as the, uh, you know, bringing, bringing Drew in only a week ago. And probably on top of that, the Patriots getting shellacked two weeks in a row. That crowd was pumped. There were defensive chants. There were, uh, like, legitimate chants going on. I was I was very uh, surprised at just the, uh, the, the level of excitement. Uh I agree with everything that you said about about Porzingis. I thought Drew was a uh, looked look, looked a little little rusty out there, but you know he hasn't even been a, a full week since he uh, since since he made it over. So I'm I'm sure that'll get get it together. I mean he he, he came off the bench. Coach said not even to worry about that. Said hey, you know he's still just kind of getting situated. These are preseason games. We want to see a different mix of guys. Uh, there was a, a stretch where. It was the starters with Drew in instead of Al Horford, which will probably be, uh, I would think, would be more likely the starting lineup. But we'll have to see how that goes. On the on the other side, what is up with resting? Resting the first preseason game? What, what are you resting from? You just you just had a whole summer to rest. What, what was up with that? You're not, you know... The- the other thing is, is your season ended earlier than the other team that, you know, like you went home before them. It's, it's, you had a longer summer than, than, your, I, than your I, opponent. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. You should watch the second half. Uh, obviously, the uh, the starters don't play very long, but there is a nice extended uh, Peyton Pritchard. He, uh, you know, had, a, had, had some nice... Some nice plays in the in the first half. Definitely kind of takes over in the second half. You know, we're really looking for Peyton to have a uh, a good year. This is you know just a baby step in the right direction. I don't think this by any means means really anything for the season. But it was just nice to see, especially after earlier in the day finding out he got the extension, which maybe that kind of helped him. Of he's not coming into the season wondering like, hey, like how long am I going to be here? 
you know, what's, what's my future? It's like, nope, this is the NBA four years. This is guaranteed. Even if you're not in Boston, you're going to get paid to play basketball for the next four years. So that, that, that was pretty cool. And that, that'd be the, the one reason I'd say to watch the, uh, watch the second half. It's a, it's a, it's a commitment. I, I like it. None of the guys are me scratching their head, worrying about trades and contracts. I think this is the team. I think the core we have is the core we have and the core we're going to be more or less stuck with for the next two years. And I'm not disappointed by it at all. This is an exciting, exciting change, man. We 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 got Drew Holiday. We we got Kristaps Porzingis. Like there's, there are weapons out there, and, and they 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 all played. Uh, so that was that was fun to watch. Where we're playing the Knicks tonight, so I think a lot of the guys are are gonna sit. There were a bunch of guys last night that didn't even uh, did didn't didn't even play. So I'm thinking it's gonna be a much deeper. But that is what's pretty cool about the uh you know the preseason, uh, compared to the the NFL where they had. The, the the early ones where they're playing over in um over in Europe and so Luca was uh you know Luca was playing and I mean pretty much everybody everybody was playing I think um Anthony Edwards didn't play but it was because because he was hurt so it's just kind of cool you just you know it's it's not the full game it's not all the way you know 100% but just you know you, you I feel like you get a little more of a taste than you do in the from from the other sports I I immediately was like I love watching basketball it's it's so satisfying just just from the first second i put it I, on the second the tip off I, happened yeah i was like wow this is great it's football this is- i i've really liked football but basketball is just it's it's a it's a not it's always been a notch above for me so yeah as we get closer especially the way this patriot season's going of all right i can just dive all the way into uh into the celtics and you know we can just hopefully just get off to a, a rocket start here I can't wait. I, I still gotta wait a little bit more though. We it's it's early it's early October. We got season kicking off in a couple weeks right now, but the midseason tournament is gonna come so fast. I can't wait to start making that a big deal and listening to everyone not care about it. You you in particular might be one of them, but I, we're gonna win the midseason tournament. All right, just get ready for it. Sign us up. I I can't I can't wait for it. Uh, anything other else catch your attention? Uh, anything else you want to add to the podcast? I mean, we we got like a minute here. Just I will be uh, I'll be catching the all, all these preseason games. I really need something to distract myself from watching Mac Jones throw pick sixes and just every time just silly stuff happens. So yeah, basketball cannot come soon enough. Both the NBA as well as as the college is right behind it. I am ready for basketball already. I'm sure we'll have some college news and all that upcoming. Can't wait for all that. Hopefully the Patriot. I mean, what can we even hope for the rest of this? I it just. Are we hoping that we lose every single game from here on? I just hope we score. Like, I, if we get I'm three just not points, used to this. If we get three points. I'm gonna celebrate. All right, that, that, if we get three points, I would have. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna chug a beer every score, but I could have been safe the last couple weeks. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that's all we got for today. Thank you as always for listening. Make sure you subscribe, follow us, and like the video on Facebook. Uh, I'll have that posted up later today, and we'll be back next Monday. column A, little column B.